0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back, folks. You recall we talked about the other day the Tata Say case, um, who was awaiting trial for the shooting of Noah Hansard. Uh, Tata Say received a $175,000 bond for attempted first degree murder. His family was able to bond him out. One of the conditions was that he was put on electronic monitoring. Uh, Tata actually cut the monitor off, and then all of the wheels, the way that they are supposed to work, started working, where the notifications were made through the process. And thankfully, the U.S. Marshals Violent Crime Task Force, in a very short period of time, and also with the benefit of the family cooperating, as well as um, the electronic monitoring company, he was back behind bars in a very short period of time. One of my criticisms was simply that a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar bond for a first attempt first-degree murder, in my view, was low. And um, here to talk about this, as well as some other issues, Matthew Dennis, founder and director of Enforcement with uh, ASAPrelease.org. org. Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you.
2: Thank you very much.
1: <clears throat> so, Matt, I think I summed it up. Um, I, I hope if I said anything incorrect, let me know um, that, you know, everything kind of worked as it related to the ankle monitor, the notices being put out and, and all of the information flow. And in a short period of time, they were able to get Tata say behind bars again.
2: Yeah, I can, I can say that I mean, everything you said was accurate. It, it was quick. It was efficient. Um, and it started with the judge. It started with a judge that's very proactive that the moment she knew what was happening, she got involved right away. She issued the the warrant quickly. She was able to effectively give us that warrant at exactly 12:01 in the afternoon. Uh, we got we were able to get that to the Violent Crime Task Force as well as the information we had gathered when we sent our agents to the house to retrieve the equipment. So it was just a lot of moving parts that took place between 5:30 in the morning. And 1201 where we were able to effectively hand it off to the task force and they finished it up by 4 o'clock the next morning and you know the victim was the very first person that was notified once it got outside of our box we were able to get it to the DA the DA was able to get to the victim Uh, our thing at this point is there's some fine-tuning that could be done um, that would have made it even easier and more efficient because We have a process that's called a Victim Protection Program, which has a FOB that um, links to a defendant's ankle monitor. Had I had that with this gentleman, this victim in in Tata Se's case, I would not have needed to go through the DA to get to him, because I would have been protecting them anyway with their own mobile electronic device. So anywhere the family goes or the victim goes, the protection goes, as well as their home, their work, their school, and all their fixed locations. So I had to go an extra step, which just slows you down a little. Six months ago, that would have been a huge step because getting through the DA's office was very difficult, but not anymore. The DA, I'm going I'm to give kudos where they belong. The sheriff has made huge strides. And, and, and you should. Go ahead. The the D.A., the sheriff has done things like help accommodate the extra space to make sure no one else escapes from the jail lobby. She's done things like make sure that we get an up-to-date list every day of the people that should be coming out so we can help them finalize that step. They worked with us with an old problem, which it's difficult for a person to go back to jail. You have a warrant. You know how that goes because you're a sheriff. But then you also have this thing called a bond surrender where a bondsman can surrender the person. The problem with the bond surrender in this matter, in a case like this, is if somebody's doing wrong on ankle monitor, the judge might want them in jail. But they only want them there for a few days, a week, a month, whatever. And they don't necessarily want to make them do bond all over. They want to put them back in supervision without you know, bringing down the house. So you need the sheriff to take that person on that warrant. So there's a lot of pieces that have to move together. If we would have had the victim fob at the beginning, we had the defendant. We were we were supervising the person, Tata Se, but we didn't have a victim fob with the victim. The victim should have known there was one because that makes a lot of victims feel safer when they know that even if they're at the mall or at the Walmart or so, wherever. So
1: how does the fob work? Describe it for the audience. Uh,
2: well, there's a couple of different options. We have multiple types of ankle monitors. Some more secure, some less. Depends on the type of person coming in and, and the nature. But victim protection is another device. Now, in a lot of cases, it's an actual another ankle monitor that, without a strap, that a person could carry in their purse, their car, whatever, and it links to the person who we're supervising, the offender, the defendant. That links to their device. So if they get anywhere near them, alarms go off, and we instantly react with our enforcement team. We instantly react with local PD, sheriff, whoever. And we also interact directly with the victim, calling saying, Hey, look, he's in your area. Get out of there or hide or whatever. We got people coming. Okay, so it's an all interactive process and it can be done with a special device that's extra or now a lot of the equipment providers are moving to a phone app based where our ankle monitor connects to a phone app on the person's phone. And without going too deep, you have issues. You don't really want a siren going off with a victim's phone if the guy's breaching the zone, because then that tells the guy where she's at. So with right. your cell phone, you could have different ways of communicating with them that an ankle monitor you know, doesn't give you. I, I don't have a way to reach out to a victim carrying a digital fob. It's just a big plastic thing. you know. Right, but if right. it was connected to their phone, I could send them a text, and they can text back and stuff like that so we can... We can talk to them, so I think that answers your and question. And the beauty, on the, the
1: beauty, the beauty of that system is that it's a twenty-four-seven system. It's hard to find people at midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning, right? Uh, and it may take some time, especially in, in domestic violence cases. It would seem to me that this would be incredible technology, uh, because if there's been a history of violence and a recent history of violence and um, You know, that that things could go bad. And as we get into more jail overcrowding conditions, uh, there are people that are going to get out of jail that we don't necessarily really want them to get out of jail. But it's just it's a reality. Right. Yeah, we you know, Orleans around Katrina had seven
2: thousand ish beds in their jail. They got twelve hundred and eighty now. They, there's the crime the way it is. We need to make sure that the capacity of our jail is being used properly, that it's not full of people stuck on probation holds that are going to be there for eight, nine, ten months just to have the case thrown out and their probation hold lifted. If you're, if you, They need to be screened to where only the best of the best stay in the brick-and-mortar jail, or we need to add more jail. But it's not just a matter of space. You don't have the manpower. And, if you don't, and the reason you don't have the space and the manpower is because you don't have the funding. So there's no answer in building bigger jails or adding more deputies that I can see. But if you use this digital jail platform properly, if you don't attach it to arrest powers, then why are they putting ankle monitors on? I agree that the bail bonds industry needed tremendous change, and it changed. Mm -hmm. Bail bonds doesn't just make people go to court. Now it's the bail power that's making these people stay home, stay away, stay in school, stay, you know. When a girl, when a man pulls up in front of a woman's house and he runs up to her and punches her in the face and steals her baby, we have him in jail four hours later. Okay, and that's the right. the biggest things that's working right now, Newell. The things that need to get fixed, Jefferson. We have the ability to take any crime that has occurred on any location. You tell me the corner of First and Second Street, and I can tell you if an ankle monitor was there. All and right. I'm going to tell you how often this happens. The old way of of this was get out of jail. Commit a crime, 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 get caught. And you didn't get caught because you were committing all those crimes. You just got caught once. They didn't even connect you to any of those crimes. Now, if you get out and commit a crime, you get caught. We just reviewed 1,460 cold cases from January of this year to August of this year, gun violence crimes in Orleans Parish. We gave them 150 solid leads. They're going to solve 30 crimes. These are gun violence crimes. This should be done by every jurisdiction every single day, and we do it for free. We run this data for local law enforcement free. Any single person, any listener out there to know someone on an ankle monitor, if you commit a crime wearing an ankle monitor, I want you caught. I want you caught that day, and we're going to help get it as close to that as
1: possible. What happened in the jail last evening? There was an in- inmate that rolled out, was supposed to get on electronic monitoring. Was that just simply a mistake, an oversight?
2: We have incomplete communication processes. We need I, – I sent a letter to your producer. I would hope you take a look at it. It has some solutions written into it. It's super yeah. simple. It's super simple. We need to have a working group in Orleans. Everybody's their own kingdom. Nobody works together. They all just kind of throw out their own rules, and we got to kind of maneuver between them. But we've kind of defined a lot of it. When when the magistrate court does their hearings and they send people to ankle monitor, a master list needs to go over to the jail. And the master list, we get a master list from the jail. But it's the jail's understanding through bail orders. So there's just a matter of a few steps where the the, the clerk of court, could send a list to the jail. The jail could then have a proper up-to-date list of everybody ordered that day. Then we take that list like we do now and start processing each one out. There was no list from magistrate court. And for whatever reason, they missed this person at the receiving end into the jail. That way when it processed all the way out, nobody caught that there was a bail order in place that said ankle monitoring. This is just – there is no direct connection from the magistrate court to the clerk, to the sheriff, to us. And that's what's broken. Now, we've done a really good job creating a connection with the sheriff. It's the court part that has to happen. And that's a whole different kingdom. And you have to go through clerks and judicial administrators and individual judges, and, and that's a lot more difficult. And that's where we are. And we I, need to fix and the I, communication I
1: I assume what you're saying is that none of this is being done electronically, right? 100% no... of what we
2: do is is being done electronically, and we have the no, ability to No, I'm talking convert... about the,
1: communi- the communication between no. the sheriff and the court, is in particular magistrate, um There, There's not like a case management system. I know there's been a lot of talk. I know the sheriff wants to embark upon that endeavor, and I think it was in her budget presentation before the council. But that's where the breakdown is, where magistrate court, if they had a case management system that they had access to, they that case is created and they can put in their electronic monitor, right? Yeah, they and
2: have – uh, yes. Right now they're, they have an old system It's really old, the docket master system, but you can't use that for the court order, okay? And that's where a lot of confusion was on the last person that got released – some of the judges are putting it in the docket master. The The process is simple. It has to be a bail order. The judge does a bail order. Unfortunately, theirs is all paper driven, so you don't have an electronic way, like you're saying, to transfer that bail order electronically over to the jail. Once, So they're delivering Matt, a physical Matt, piece let of me, paper. Let me,
1: let me stop you there because I have just a few more moments. But yep, you you I've known you for years. And yes. since I've been on radio, you and I have talked about this at least a dozen times. Why can't this get fixed? I mean, this is not rocket science. It's fairly low-hanging fruit, right?
2: Yeah, actually, there's a lot of technology upgrades that need to happen in New Orleans. You can't really sit and wait for that to happen. In the meantime, we've actually created a fix. It's in that letter to you. It can be. It's a super simple fix. It's just one more set of notice. Send me one more set of notice, and I can compare the two and say, hey, sheriff, you're missing this one. MagCourt said you got this guy, and the sheriff will go, oh, yep, there it is. It was just that simple. Here's the thing that's getting in the way. We need a public-private partnership. We can provide this solution to all the bail bonds people. We don't need anybody to help with that. But there's a whole group of people in that jail that's clogging the system. The wrong people are getting let out. Some of the wrong people are being kept in. A group, a public-private partnership between us and our community would bring in oversight, and it would define all of these rules, and you could streamline all of these errors. And that's all that needs to happen. Once we solve that, we're done. We have to—this program has been operating in the city for a decade. It's flawless. It's protecting people. It's fast. It's efficient. I'm under the microscope of Raphael and the Metropolitan Mm -hmm. Crime Commission uh, voluntarily. I'm under the microscope of the media voluntarily. My rules have always been the same. There's no preconditions. My door is open. Bring your own tech. They can sit down at our computers and study it. We want to continue to provide the service as free as possible to our community. But we need to sit
1: as a team and stop these silly little mistakes. Stop no, by is
2: an example of how it works.
1: No, no, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, my problem, and, and I think you would agree, an attempt first-degree murderer doesn't get that bond in most places in the state of Louisiana. It's Most places reality. that are like
2: New Orleans and the size of New Orleans with the crime rate of New Orleans don't have a 1,280-bed jail based on feel-good. They needed, they needed a smaller jail, but they did not need one this small. And now they're crippled, and they don't have any more deterrents. So we're forced by old rules to hold probationers. We have a massive mental health illness problem. We have a juvenile problem. And those, the probationers can get out and go to work by law and pay for their own ankle monitors. The mental health and the juveniles can't. We have to sit down and solve all of the problems so we can make a 1,284-bed jail work. Until then, you're going to be letting people, I'm sorry, I wish it was different, but my community needs to understand that bond was extremely high for New Orleans standards. 20 years ago, an armed robbery was 150 by nature, but they changed all that with bail reform. OK, with the elimination of the ability for NOPD to arrest misdemeanors and with the shrinking of the jail, you've tied the hands of the criminal justice system behind their back. This system actually frees you
1: up a little bit because but my you, jail you has have to,
2: limited capacity.
1: But you have to admit, Dennis, that when you have an attempt first degree murder where the victim is probably paralyzed for life. You're not going to find a $175,000 bond in most parishes in the state of Louisiana. You're just not. It it doesn't work that way.
2: Well, I'm going to be honest. We we put a guy uh, by the last name of Thompson in jail 10 days ago in Jefferson Parish. His bond was set at a half a million dollars, and he's a massive gangster, and he's very dangerous to our community. We put him in jail because he was a danger on the ankle monitor, and Jefferson Parish let him sign himself out three days
1: later. So we actually do see this everywhere. I want you to send me I'll the name of, the of that individual.
2: Details. I'll send you the rest when we're not on the air, and I'll give you all of the details. I'll get with your producer and make sure he has those details. But, Newell, it's happening in St. Tammany. It's happening. In every, it's Unfortunately, it's happening everywhere because of a lot of different reasons, bail reforms, activism against police and defunding and, Many. It's not just one side, it's both sides. Both sides have created havoc with risk assessments and people that didn't really assess what was being put in place. And now we're paying for it. But uh, we have to find answers. And if they want to build jails, I'm all for it. They won't need me because you'll be able to keep people in the jail. But right now we don't have that option. And we don't even if we did, we can't man it. So we have to do something. And I don't believe anybody should be on an ankle monitor unless the person watching them can arrest them. And you're aware of my background. We can arrest every one of them. Okay? And that's what it should be. This is this is how the public works with our government. We work together and we need to finish this. We need to finish this and stop the stupid
1: little mistakes. We will get you back on. I want you to send me that name. I want, I want to know who the judge was that released that individual back out of that jail. We'll be right back, folks. Matt Dennis, founder and director of enforcement, ASAPrelease.org. We st- we'll be right back. Stay with us. Thank you, Matt.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.